How you doing, everyone? Welcome to this episode of The Cajun Conservative, where we talk about life, we talk about liberty, and yes, we talk about the pursuit of happiness, and we're showing the world that Cajuns do have intelligence. Welcome to today's program. We are honored and blessed to be with you here today, and happy Memorial Day, everyone. I know this is going to drop on Monday, uh, on Memorial Day, uh, May 30th, and just thank you for your service if you are part of the military or you have been part of the military. Uh, this nation would not be great without you. You are the backbone of this republic, and you protect us, and you give us free. You protect us with our freedoms, and we're just honored and blessed. Thank you, my family, my friends that were in the military. A couple of short announcements before we kick off. Uh, the second segment, we have uh, Mr. Estebal. He is a uh, Arthur and a former ATF agent. He's going to be talking to us about Biden's mental capabilities and the things that he sees is going to be happening in the near future. And his books are on Amazon. Go check them out. Ignacio Estebal. I believe I uh, said his name correctly. Uh, we're going to let him say that in the second segment. So we can make sure you find all his information but that's going to be a good conversation. Please stay tuned for that in the second segment. Also, if you're on Facebook, Twitter, or True Social, go like the Cajun Conservative Show. Uh, follow us, like us, share us, everything on there. Let's get the Facebook page. I'm, 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 I'm really encouraged about the Facebook page. But I do want to promote the Twitter, and I want to promote True Social. True Social, I've been getting a lot of groundwork on. A lot of people have been liking the, liking the page or following the page. If you're on True Social, if you're on Twitter, go and tweet, go follow us, tweet us, go ahead and truth us, go find us on True Social and on Facebook. If you if your main social media platform is Facebook, please go ahead and like us on Facebook. We're sitting at over a little a little over 900 likes and 950 followers, give or take. Let's get that number up to a thousand, ladies and gentlemen. Let's make the Cajun Conservative known throughout the world. You can also find us on the web at the Cajun Conservative Show.wordpress.com. You can find our merchandise at BGS Media Store. You can find shirts. You can find uh, cups. You can find all that stuff. Go ahead and like. Uh, go ahead and check out our um, our our media uh, store, and you, I, I know you're gonna be blessed. Let us know if you find us. Look, if you buy a shirt. Take a picture, send it to me through Facebook or through email at thecageconservative5 at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll post it on, on the show. You, they'll be able to see y'all, or you, you can say, hey, I got my shirt, and we'll go ahead and post some pictures up on the website. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, if this is your first time listening, please hit the subscribe button, hit the follow button, wherever platform you're on. If that's YouTube, Rumble, if that's uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon Music, please go ahead and check it out. I uh, greatly appreciate it and tell a friend, um, you know, want new listeners. If you're new listeners, welcome to the family. And if you're an old listener, well, thank you for continuing to be with the family. Thank you for listening every week faithfully. So, all right, everybody, uh, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I really am. This week, it's hard not to politicize what happened 
in Texas. It's very hard. And if you listen to my last show, I really, I, I, I said I would have politicized it probably today if the president wouldn't have done what he did. Our faithful leader, backwards Joe. And, and President Backwards Joe is today, and I commend him for visiting the site in Texas, in Uvalde, Uvalde. And look, what happened there was bad, ladies and gentlemen. I'm a, same thing with the top supermarket. The same thing that happened in California with the church shooting. Um, all, all these incidents are bad. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to be clear right now. The Democrats are trying to take away the Second Amendment. Why do I say that? It's because articles like this morning, sitting in church, I got this. Kamala Harris calls for assault weapon ban in the wake of Uval uh, Buffalo mass shootings. I have an article right here. MSNBC, The View, go off. Blood-drenched Republicans call for the repeal of the Second Amendment. And they call the conservatives barbarians. Now, this is coming from Fox News. If it, should, if it pops up, let's go ahead and try this one more time. Yeah, the, so the article reads, as I said, MSNBC, The View, go off, blood-drenched Republicans call for Second Amendment repeal barbarians. In the aftermath of the, the shooting in Texas, MSNBC and ABC, The View, used the tragedy to tear into Republicans in purpose Pur uh, purpose drastic gun reform measures, some of which include outright removing guns from uh, civilian hands. Talking with MSNBC, Chris uh, Hayes, documentary director Michael Moore asked if anyone on the network or any other network for that matter would say it's time to repeal the Second Amendment. Moore added that Americans do, uh, does, uh, American does not need sensible gun laws, but rather the ha hardcore stuff in order to protect families and children. Also, they floated the idea of modernizing gun sales. The next day on the network, former DNC chairman and MSNBC contributor Howard Dean called for a bill to push to the floor, to be pushed on the floor of the house designed to limit or eliminate the sales of assault weapons for Americans that are not part of the military our law enforcement officer. As I said, ladies and gentlemen, you might say, well, isn't that the media? Isn't that MSNBC and The View? Isn't that who that is? Yes, it is. But ladies and gentlemen, the media is hardcore left and they're representing what a lot of politicians are thinking. As I just said, Kamala Harris. Kamala Harris called for assault weapon ban. In the wake of the shooting on Tuesday, President backwards Joe Biden went ahead and started talking and started saying we have to blame the gun lobbyists. This is why I'm saying that the left is trying to get rid of the Second Amendment. House panel issued probe into gun market, uh, makers because crazy Dems believe guns are the problems. That's coming from town hall, townhall.com. Guns are not the, not pro, uh, guns are not, uh, guns are not the problem uh, and gun control is not the right answer. Guns are not the problem and gun control is not the answer to stopping massacres from happening. It is the people behind the trigger. That is the issue despise what crazy left extremists want you to believe. This has come from townhall.com. 
Just days after the daily uh, shooting at, in Uval Elementary School, the House Committee of Oversight and Reform announced that it is launching a probe into five U.S. gun manufacturers because the guns was the ones who pulled its own trigger, killing 19 children and two adults. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what Town Hall says. When it's a white person with a gun, the left blames white supremacy. When it's a person of color, they never even mention their race nor anything about guns. But when there's a school shooting, the left goes after gun control. So ladies and gentlemen, listen to this. This House panel that is led by Democrats want to go ahead and investigate five gun manufacturers. Why? Because their name maybe was on the gun. Not to say that the, 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 the individual that went ahead and shoot up this school, as I said last time I was together with you on the last episode, that, 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 that he was evil and he had evil intentions in his heart. But ladies and gentlemen, the left wants to take away the Second Amendment. The left and the Democrats want to take away the Second Amendment. Why? Because if they take away the Second Amendment, they can take away the First Amendment. They're trying to take away the First Amendment with cancel culture. They're trying to take the First Amendment away by censorship through big tech companies that we are part of. But ladies and gentlemen, this House panel wants to blame gun manufacturers for shootings. Now, if you remember, and the left has succeeded, that Remington had to pay, uh, Remington, well, uh, yeah, they succeeded because Remington caved. But Remington had to pay settlements to the Sandy Hook shooters. They better hope that the, the individual that used, that, that shot up this elementary school didn't use a Remington because they're gonna have to come up with more money. Because, ladies and gentlemen, this is the fact. The left wants to blame everyone else. I mean, blame the guns and not the person behind the guns. Cause you see in, in, in a psych, in a, in a uh, psychiatric mind or someone that's a psych, uh, that's someone that's like a psychiatrist, everybody's good inside. But in reality, the Bible says none's good. No, not one. So I'm, I'm going to start preaching right here, but the left don't like guns. They've been fighting guns for years, ladies and gentlemen, and they use this shooting and every other shooting to go ahead and to push gun control and gun legislation to take guns out of the hands of American people. Senate begins search for bipartisan gun deal after Schumer greens lights. That's from Politico. Chuck Schumer is giving long shot gun safety negotiation a chance. Christian Sinema is reaching out to Republicans on the path forward. And GOP senators are answering Chris Murphy's call for new bipartisan talks. Betting on a 50-50 Senate to cut a deal responsible to uh, responding to the massacre of 19 children and two teachers at the Texas elementary school just five months before the midterms is still a long shot. But there's there's enough but there's enough will amongst Senate Democrats to at least give it a go rather than force a sure fail vote intended to put Republicans on the fence. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this is the bad thing about this. All right. Democrats want to get rid of the second amendment and they do it piece by piece by piece. They criticize us. They call us barbaric. They call us, um, not looking after the kids. 
Now there's some Republicans falling into that. McConnell, bless gun control negotiation between Dems and GOPs. That's from the Daily Caller. Town Hall, Republicans fight to protect Americans' Second Amendment. This was done at the NRA conference where everybody was getting blamed for, for all the politicians that were going, called, being called unsensitive. This is from Town Hall. The Second Amendment being, necess uh, being necessary to the security of free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed in the wake of the horrifying Uval Elementary School massacre. Leftist extremists are calling for strict gun control laws. The Second Amendment is an inviolable right. Its purpose to give citizens a way to defend themselves. That's why Republicans are standing up to defend the national gun rights. During a speech at the National Rifle Association Forum, Senator Ted Cruz said, securing the Second Amendment has never been more necessary than now, and he's right. Governor Christy Norum from uh, South Dakota slammed the woke mob for painting gun owners as monsters with a deranged, mental unstable murderer who fits the left's political narrative, kills innocent children and people. The media, the media seized the opportunity to point millions of law-abiding gun owners as you and me as barbarians. Ladies and gentlemen, the left wants to take rid, get rid of the Second Amendment. As I said, the reason they want to get rid of the Second Amendment is because we, we have the right to defend ourselves. That's why I get angry when I hear people tell me, oh, the Second Amendment it was for hunting. It is not for hunting. It was to protect yourselves. And for the left to go ahead and tell us we got to make gun control laws. Now, look, ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's the assault weapons ban. But, and I'm trying to remember, I, I think it was my good friend, Noel, from the Cajun Libertarian. Uh, it might have been a message we were talking. Let me go see. But we, 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 bought, we, we were bringing this out in a private conversation. And I want to make sure. Because we, we talked about, I believe it's, let's see. Okay, I must not. It must not have been. But I, the way that I heard it, that back in the nineties when Columbine was going on, and look, since I mentioned his name, go check out the Cajun Libertarian. We don't agree with everything, but guess what? We're brothers in arms. Go check him out. Subscribe to his channel. Um, but during the time of Columbine, that was during the, the assault rifles ban. That Joe Biden is saying that he helped orchestrate and he helped bring together and he, to, you know, and the one he said that gun violence was down. Do you know what the left was fighting for after Columbine? Hey, we got to get rid of handguns. Yep, we can't have handguns. Uh, only America should should go ahead and have one, two, maybe three. You know, they wanted to limit handguns. Now it's back to assault weapons because the assault weapon ban is gone. But ladies and gentlemen, this is how the left does it. The left says, well, we don't want the Second Amendment abolished. Michael Moore is saying that, that though. But, hey, we want to take away assault weapons. We're going to take away semi-automatic weapons. Oh, we're going to take away handguns. Oh, we're going to take away... It's funny how they take away little by little by little. Ladies and gentlemen, the left does not like the Second Amendment. Why? Because they cannot go ahead and go right out, force you to do whatever you want to do.
Now on this issue, before I go ahead and start our interview with my uh, good friend Esabop and talk about his books. I I'm I'm upset because the the right is trying to fill in but ladies and gentlemen, th- this isn't going to stop evilness. They they're bringing this out like this. They're bringing this out that 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 if we if we go ahead and limit these guns cells it's going to stop all the violence. And look, there is an issue out there. It's mental health. It's a spiritual issue. There's a lot of issues out there. But unfortunately, they're not going to get fixed by passing a new gun law or passing gun legislation. Now, look, before I go off, I want to be honest, too. I'm not open or everybody should have a gun. No, I think we should do background checks. I think it fel- felons shouldn't have guns. I agree with all that. But ladies and gentlemen, to go ahead and to restrict gun sales to 18-year-old men, I have an issue with that. I'll be right back after this short break. How you doing, everyone? Isaac here. I'm the Cajun Conservative, and I want to thank Brother Lanny Hayes from Hayes' Dump Truck Service for their generous support of the Cajun Conservative and Brothers Just Searching. Hayes' Dump Truck Service serves the Lafayette and surrounding areas. If you have any job that you need done, like cleanup or hauling material to your job site or your home, we haul limestone, we haul sand, we haul topsoil, any type of material you need. If you're in Lafayette and surrounding areas, please call Brother Lanny Hayes at 337-852-8043. Remember, Hayes' Dump Truck Service, where Jesus is Lord of the company. All right, everybody, welcome back to the second segment of the Cajun Conservative Show, where I have the honor and the privilege to have the guest, Mr. I'm going to let you say my brother, because (laughs) unfortunately, I I butcher up every name I get through this. But uh, he is a former FTA uh, agent, and he's the publisher of 35 books. Say your name, sir, and let everybody know who you are and where you're from. Yeah, no worries. It's Ignacio Esteban. Uh, my friends call me Iggy, so maybe that'll be easier. Easier. That'll be easier for me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I recently retired last year from ATF. I uh, had uh, 26 years of federal law enforcement uh, experience. Um, before that, I was with Customs uh, for five years uh, at Miami International Airport, and I was part of an elite team, the contraband enforcement team, where we end up seizing a lot of drugs coming from Latin America, coming illegally, being smuggled to the airport. Uh, a lot of cocaine, a lot of heroin, hundreds of pounds. I mean, I'm, we're talking about hundreds, sometimes a thousand pounds. Those big seizures at the airport back in the 90s, I was fortunate I was part of some of those teams to uh, to stop that from entering our country. Uh, and then I end up going with ATF in 2000 as, as a special agent uh, where I started working on uh, uh, cases where I wrote my book about ATF undercover, dealing with repeat violent offenders, um, dealing with um, gang members, armed drug dealers, international firearms traffickers, domestic firearms traffickers. And I also talked about some office politics and some of the shenanigans I had to go through there, you know, that was insane. Uh, but, you know, those are things in life, you know, you deal with it anywhere you go. Uh, and then I got into writing books uh, last year after I retired. 
um, I, I always like to write as, as an agent, you, you spend one day, you're making arrests, you, you know, you, you have it glamorized that every day you're making arrests, you're, you're, you're doing undercover deals, but for every day on the field, it's like two days in the office. So I end up writing a lot of reports and I became a very good writer. You're doing affidavits, lengthy ones. So I, I also like writing. I like writing details and I like writing about what I'm writing now. And I'm, and I'm writing about uh, my cases. I'm writing about organized crime, uh, politics. Uh, a little bit of everything. And that's how I started writing last year in, in October when I was kind of disgusted that the that the communist country of China was going to be hosting the Winter Games after they did it in the Summer Game 2000 and their horrific, atrocious human rights record. And there was no reason. I thought the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, made a huge mistake. Uh, I, I even think that maybe there were some other things involved there when they award them the Olympics, and they had no reason hosting the games. And I, I know I didn't watch, and a lot of people boycotted, and there was a diplomatic boycott there. But uh, with, with their home human rights record, and that's how I started writing. And uh, obviously, I think you saw my, my latest book, one of my latest books, Joe Biden's uh, One and Done. And I know you want to talk a little bit about that one, too. That's a good one. Yeah, One and Done. I, I, I've seen it. I haven't picked it up yet. But uh, just corresponding with you back and forth through Messenger and through email, um, it, it, it the the cover of it what i've seen the description is showing how you think president biden i call him uh president backwards joe um mm-hmm. because everything he does is backwards everything he yeah. does um you know hey we're gonna we're gonna stop drilling in america because it's gonna hurt our environment with uh, fossil fuels but we're gonna go ahead and pull from saudi arabia from venezuela um you know talking about that in the first segment of the second amendment where I, yes. i'm breaking down the 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 that the left does want to get rid of the second amendment they're doing it piece by yeah. piece but crazy. It, it, it's crazy but this is this president is backwards and you hear on the mainstream media of all this uh is joe compliment is, is joe's uh inherent i got a poll here i don't know if you've seen does this come from the daily caller it says over 70 percent of independents think biden is too old for office yes. i'm not really worried about his age I, i'm really worried about his mental capability though yeah, his faculties definitely uh, are a big issue now. I mean, he has a lot of issues. And I mean, this is not an easy job for a young guy. No. And imagine someone, if he gets a second term, he'll be in mid 80s. You want, you, want, you want your president to be in his mid 80s and, and, and dealing with this crisis with Putin or dealing with Xi Jinping? Um, these guys are ready to eat his lunch and they're yeah. testing us left and right. And he just comes across uh, very weak. Uh, some of his foreign policy decisions I didn't like. I, I, I write my book. I was, and this reason why I wrote this book was what happened in Afghanistan. I, I was absolutely floored and disgusted when I, when I saw our military servicemen murdered, 13 of them, because we rely on the Taliban to do security, protect them, and that was going to cut it. I mean, if, if your Afghan security uh, forces collapse, you're going to have a plan B ready to get our American citizens out of there and our Afghan partners to sacrifice everything and get them out also without letting the Taliban take over the city. And then you say, hey, by the way, guys, we got to play. Now. We we're at war for 20 years. Now we're going to expect you guys to help us and uh, get our people out. No, that's not what happened. And so that, that blood was on his hands. And I saw that disaster. And I said, he, to me, he's like, an, and I put in my book there, he's like another Jimmy Carter. History will repeat itself again. And I compare him to Carter. And, and, and viewers will know who's president from 1976 to 1980. He was a one-term Democratic president. I was very young, but I remember the hardship we have to go through this country. High inflation, high interest rates. Uh, it was so ridiculous uh, that my parents, you have to change license plate. You can only fill up your car 
on even numbers or odd numbers, depending on your license plate. Wow. That's how the shortage. It, it was insane. And things are going back to that. Look at the shortest baby formula. We're, we're going to back to a, a – that's why I compare him to Carter. I, I just don't see him uh, get another term with the way things are going. Uh, and, and look at look – at I mean, inflation is the highest it's been in 40 years. For 40 years. We're paying more for gas. Look at the price of gas. Uh, it, it's insane. There's, they're thinking in California it's going to be over $10 a gallon. Well, I got a report this morning that, uh, well, I saw a picture, and I had to assume this was from California, $7.61 yes. a gallon. Um, yeah. I got a report today, and I get these all the time, and I, I, I think my audience gets tired of me talking about it, but it has to be talked about. Uh, $4.61 a gallon uh, average across the nation. That is a new high again. And yes. this president, and look, backwards Joe, he's he's doing everything that's hurting us. Because um, I, I hear the argument from the left. Iggy about uh, about the Keystone Pipeline. Well, the Keystone Pipeline wasn't active. The Keystone Pipeline wasn't pushing no oil. It was going to push oil from Canada to Mexico. And I hear all the left's arguments. But the problem is that what made the gas go down was the perspective that it was in the United States. Mm-hmm. And for a president to say, well, I'm just going to go ahead and cancel that day off. Hey, and by the way, I'm going to cancel uh, leases, federal leases in the Gulf of Mexico and other federal lands. It's hurting us, and I agree with you. I wasn't born because I'm only 29 years old, mm. uh, so I was not born during the Jimmy, uh, Jimmy Carter okay. era. But yeah. I read I read stories of Jimmy Carter, and look, I'm Jimmy Carter should be happy today. He is not yeah. the worst president of the United States no more. It is Joe Biden, in my humble yeah, opinion. Joe B- yeah, he, and, he, and he's and I put my book. He's going to be worth it. You know, Carter had the House and the Senate, right? Joe Biden, and this is my. In my book, based on all the numbers, based on talking to a lot of people I've been reading, this is not going to be a red wave, uh, Isaac. Uh, this is going to be a, uh, a red tsunami. You call the red tsunami that's coming up in the midterm. It, it is going to be clearinghouse. You're going to say goodbye to Pelosi, Chuck Schumer. They're going to be gone. They're not going to be head uh, speaker of the House anymore. He's going to be head of the Senate. Uh, they're going to be gone. And uh, Biden is going to be a lame duck president for the last two years. They're going to shut him as bad as it was. Even though we had the House and Senate now, he still got almost nothing accomplished. Zero. And well, and, uh, and, and now it's going to be worse. And I, uh, I, I honestly believe, Iggy, that that's because of Christian Cinema and Joe Manchin, because the Democrats yes. ran on changing America. But and look, I'm a Bible-believing Christian. I don't know what your faith is. Uh, but the I, I felt the Lord put two people that they 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 were putting their faith in, and the Lord said, "No, I'm, I'm going to stop you right there. I, I'm going to let you take over America just to an extent." And I, look, I'm surprised. Chuck, uh, Joe Manchin, and Christian Cinema are still holding their guns. Uh, they yeah. wanted to end the filibuster. They wanted to go ahead and change voting rights. Um, they they wanted to make everything legal that they made illegal. Or they done legal in the last election? Uh, I don't. I don't see him winning. I do agree with you on that. Uh, unless they do something like Two Thousand Mules once again. I don't know if you've seen that movie, but Vanessa Souza did an uh, awesome job on, yeah. on that show. Uh, but yeah, I, I agree with you. I see. I, I see a red wave, but like I never thought about that. A red tsunami. I, I think I see it as a tsunami. I, I see his history repeating itself. And he was there as vice president in two thousand ten, and he saw it when he was vice president with Barack Obama. And the same thing, history will repeat itself again because they made their same mistakes over and over again. And now he's talking about uh, this ridiculous gun control. It's it's You have to enforce. When you're bad people with guns, those are the ones to enforce. But you need good people to counter bad people with guns. 
and you're talking, this is a former ATF agent, and most people I know are very pro Second Amendment, but it's, it's responsible people who are not criminals that are having the guns. And that guy had mental health issues, obviously. There's no one in the right mind wants to kill innocent children in school unless you're off your rocker. And, and, and that's what kind of person came in there. Uh, I don't know all the ins and outs or the timelines change. Um, I, I know Border Patrol at the end were able to, with a SWAT team, go in there, the BORTAC team, and kill him. I heard that one of the guys got shot in the head, but he, he's doing well now. Uh, but they shouldn't wait an hour. That, 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 that was, and I think the governor has admitted that that's, that's true. That, that was a big mistake because when you do active shooter training, and I've done some of that, once a guy is shooting people, he's not a barricade situation, he's already active and he's shooting, you got to move in there and save lives because this guy's going to kill. And that's what he did. He killed. And he killed a lot of innocent, innocent people there. Uh, so I think those are some of the lessons learned. But is, the, the solution is not gun control. It's, it's, it's the opposite. Maybe we start arming the teachers. Like Remember the pilots after 9-11? Some of them afterwards start taking training yep. classes. Uh, you had air marshal. Well, maybe we need more resource officers and those who want to do the job also. Because unfortunately, I don't remember what happened in Parkland a few years ago. Uh, they stayed outside the school while the shooting went on because they had pistols and the guy had, and the kid had a rifle. And they didn't want to engage with any they knew they were going to get killed. But you know what? You have teachers risking their lives and dying for yep. the students. You got to do your job. And, and that's the other issue. You, at the time, at the crunch time, which is tough, you got to have people, professionals, that are going to do the job when it's time. Because you don't want policing that doesn't do the job. Hey, let's surround the perimeter and, and wait for the SWAT team to come. Yeah, because that's the, the, whole, the, whole, the whole point of that is is that you, you're surrounding the premier, the premier, uh, premier to, I'm sorry, I'm getting tongue tied right here. Um, no you you surrounding the building yeah so he don't get out but if he's doing the damage inside of it and you got to go in I, and look I, my i have good friends that are a police officer i got uh i got my little sister that is a police officer here in our local town okay. and they go through training and stuff and i understand where you're coming from um yeah. the the thing that I, I have issue with especially with backwards joe is that you know you're blaming the gun for shooting people. It's like blaming a spoon for Rosie O'Donnell being fat. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's not the uh, gun. It's not the gun. It's the individual's heart, or it's the that's individual right. that that that's behind the trigger. That you know, sure. I, I use the analogy: put the gun down on my desk right here. It will not fire. That's right. If I pick it up and point it at somebody and fire, then it's going to shoot. Oh, that's the gun's fault. Um, yeah. I have an article this week that I'm, I quoted in the first segment of that the house dem uh there's a house panel that is issuing a probe into gun makers hey let's blame the gun manufacturers they're not even blaming the gun anymore they're just blaming the one that makes the gun yeah that's ridiculous it's it's what's between the ears of people that cause the problem and, and one thing let's say you ban guns uh and one thing I've, I've noticed bad guys criminals organized crime you just look at mexico mexico has strict gun laws but the cartels have everything they want and they terrorize the people, and those who suffer are the people. So uh, I've written books about this. You look at the Sinaloa, you look at the Jalisco cartel, you look how powerful they are. They have 50, they have weapons of war, and, and all these weapons are illegal in Mexico, but guess what? It doesn't matter because they buy everybody. They're making billions of dollars a year in drug trafficking and everything else they're involved in, and they get the weapons they want, and they, they buy the police, they buy the politicians, and the little Joe, the little guy that's there, he gets eaten up. He has no chance. Well, I have Not a friend. I have a friend uh, that's in Mexico. I haven't seen him in a while, but one time he came preach at our local church, and he said that you know what's stopping the cartels from coming into America? 
it's not that they're not armed and they, they think they could take us they're scared because in mexico when they open the door they don't know what's behind, they they know what's behind that door fair afraid people that they could take whatever they want in yeah. america they open their door and guess what there might be a a rifle there might be an, uh, okay. a, a modern sporting rifle there might be a pistol there might be some and that's where the founding fathers came in i got a, a book by david borden uh, called the second amendment if you quote the founding fathers they never thought that the second amendment was to go hunting that's why you know we're talking about one and done joe uh he is he's talking about well deer deer ain't threatening you why you need an assault rifle to go deer hunting that assault rifle is not for deer hunting no self-defense it's self-defense and it's to protect you because the founding fathers of our constitution said it was mm -hmm. a, it was god it was a god-given right for us to have a firearm for us to protect ourselves from intruders and from the government yeah no you have to protect yourself because guess what these criminals and, and I've seen it firsthand, and I've written extensively about it, and I hope your audience can take a look at some of these books. Uh, the organized crime, especially the cartels, they have become so violent and so vicious, and they're here. They're here. They're set up. Now, they're not as aggressive as they are in Mexico because they have their cells in here because they know here the police, more enforcement and more minded. But once you cross over, if you're an American and you end up south of the border, things are different out there, and you get kidnapped. They do a lot of bad things, and if they catch in a bad day, they commit house of horrors. These guys love to terrorize. That's the reason why Trump and uh, A.G. Barr, they, this is MS-13, and they're all over this country. These are street gangs that really climbed up, Mara Salvatrucha, and they're very violent, and they terrorize. And they're not like the mafia, which is more business-oriented. They'll kill someone because it's a business decision or something happened. These people kill. They say, hey, listen, there's a group of kids over there. Let's take them to, to the – and that happened in L.A. They took a bunch of kids. They took them to a, a national park in L.A. County, and they killed them, dismembered them, just so people know we're bad and we terrorize, and this is who we are. That, that's the kind of people – so that's why they're like a terrorist group because they like to terrorize, and, and they're bloodthirsty too, and, and that's what you're dealing with. So a lot of these groups are already here. I tell people, if you expect the police to save you, it's not going to happen. You better be ready and protect yourself and your family because these guys come in, come in your house. It's going to be bad news. So on this issue, because like I said, I talk about this in the first segment of the day. Do you believe that the left is trying to take over the try to take away the Second Amendment and to try to gain more powers? But they're not seeing that this could lead to other things besides just taking over the state. We're going to have more power because we better tell people what to do and they don't have no way to defend themselves. Yeah, they, they politicize this. I, I'm not sure because the left, you got a lot of different people, but some people just don't understand it's, it's not the weapon. It, it's, it's the bad people. We have a mental health crisis in this country. They're, they're, look at case after case. These guys, I mean, in Las Vegas, that guy lost his mind. He goes, sets up there and like a sniper with cameras outside, and he plans. And, and I mean, nobody in their right mind wants to kill innocent people at a concert, and he killed over 50 people. I mean, that's that's insane. You look at Parkland, the same thing. Orlando at the, at the nightclub. It, it's just case after case, and most of these people are off their meds, and they didn't get the help. And a lot of them put on their Facebook page, I heard this kid did the same thing. He kind of posted before yep. the stuff he was going to do. So if, if you see something, you have to say something. You have to. And that was an issue in Parkland also. I've talked about in Parkland because I, I spent a lot of my time in Florida 
in law enforcement there. I was in Tampa field division and also Miami field division. So I, I also responded later to that scene. So I can little talk a little bit about that. Um, so it, it, it's like, and he posted and he himself and, and, and the ball is dropped there. Uh, people have to move quickly. Uh, and same with New York City at the subway, just recently the subway system guy opens up fire there and he was off his rocker also. So it's just, it's, it's a mental health crisis with these people that we have to address quickly. We have to get these people off because these are the danger. I mean, do we have bad people? Yes. They need to be stopped? Yes. Yep. But if there were good people with guns there, they would stop them also. And then you have the, the, the case in Texas at the church where the guys open up and they chase them down and they, and, and, and they, and they get him. So yeah, you, you gotta have people protecting yourself, especially. So I think what, what's the future? What, what, if I would, what would they do? I would have more people, professionals, if you can, at more of these areas where you have lots of people, schools and shopping centers. You, you need to have professionals armed. There's off duty security, more good guys with guns stopping these threats. Because I hate to say it, there's so many copycatters. Right now, as we're speaking, Isaac, there's someone else going to do the same thing yep. because they're crazy. Right now, as we're speaking, someone else applying to outdo this guy in Texas. That just happened near San Antonio at the elementary school, Rob Elementary. So they're, they're pl- someone else is already because they're crazy. And the guy even shot his grandmother. Yep. I mean, what what is that? The person I mean, does that. What kind of person? And, and the same guy that happened, Sandy Hook. Remember him? He he, he had killed the most kids in elementary school. He, he shoots his mom, puts two rounds in her head while she's sleeping. Takes her guns while she's sleeping, puts two rounds in her head, and then goes to a school where she worked and to kill all those kids there. And he kills a principal, other teachers. I mean, it's it's insane. It's insane. So you, you have to, and if they were armed there, maybe they wouldn't have killed as many kids. If there's somebody who could respond and help. And see, that's what the left don't, don't understand. Nico, you mentioned a couple of, about about uh, Sandy Hooks. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this guy took his guns from the person that he was living with. Mm-hmm. His mom. It, it's his mom. You think two more gun laws would have made him think, oh, well, I'm you know, I'm not going to go do this because, well, man, the, uh, Nancy Pelosi said it's not right, so they implemented these two laws, and, and that's why I say I think it, it's more it, it's a mental health issue. I do agree with that, yeah. But I also think that it's a spiritual issue too in our nation, because uh, you know before 1960, when they took prayer and revival out of school, the most trouble kids had was talking and chewing gum in class. Then it, then all, all of a sudden you took God out of the mix. Well, all of a sudden there's not this high moral higher standard for you yeah. to live by and. You you want well look they they just teach we're animals anyway so guess what we just already watch these video games and they do like you said mentally disturbed kids and it yeah, it's, sad. Bad. It, it's sad what our nation has come to though it's sad to where our nation said we're gonna put in God we trust to you have a political party saying we're not gonna put God in it at all no more right right no that's that's right wrong there but going going back to what what the left's doing they politicize this like Beto O'Rourke. In the middle of the press conference that was dumb that that <laughs> that's wrong that's just wrong and, and i think was it the mayor who said uh something to him <laughs> yeah he said he said he said uh i had the i have the art i don't have it really yeah, yeah, anymore yeah. but uh i addressed it last week well last episode uh how he said he said get your ass out of here he said how dare you politicize this get this sob out of here get the sob that's what it was yes <laughs> yeah so 
Uh, and look, I, mean, I commend he, that mayor. I commend that mayor because you got to realize Beto O'Rourke ain't just your normal councilman that's sitting on the city uh, city board. That that was that's a former congressman and a gubernatorial elect uh, uh, presidential presidential candidate presidential, and a, uh, yeah. he's gubernatorial yeah. candidate right now in Texas. Yeah, yeah, he, he he that's right, that's right, and he, and he came close, right? He gave uh, Ted Cruz a, a run for his money. And that that would have been something here to become governor, huh? Of Texas. Oh, oh boy. I, I doubt it happens. I think Beto O'Rourke has put a um has put a bad taste in Texans' mouth because I think so. He, so. Uh the Bible says a double minded man is unstable in all his ways. This is a man said he's for uh, for assault weapons and all of a sudden now he's not against it. He's politicizing this out of the, the out Absolutely. of Absolutely. he's a flip flopper, just like member uh, back in uh two thousand four uh, with uh Kerry, John Car yep. John Kerry. The senator, and uh, he, he was trying to be Bush, but he would flip flop in so many issues that it was uh, unacceptable. So, and none of these guys are. So that that's a good news, I think, for your audience. Another big issue too, I want to say, what's, what's going to hurt him a lot is the border. Yeah, like I said, I'm talking about the cartels, how dangerous things are, and what's coming over here. And it, and the more dangerous things get, the more illegals you're going to get, and the more problems. Now you understand these poor people want to get out of this. It's a bad situation, but we can't take the whole world. So. You have, you know, I don't know about you, but I have a fence around my property. I assume other people have fences around their property. We need to have a fence on the border yeah. and, and a good one and, and a good wall and all the tech 21st century technology with our drones and finding all the underground tunnels, everything that we have, because that's not the only way they come. They come underground. They also come out. And the ones with more money, they, they have overstays. They come with visas. They never return. So if you have more money, if you're not a peasant, you're not poor, you're not coming that way. You're going to come and you have other ways. You're going to fly in. And you have a visa, you're never going to leave. And you get fake documentation, and that's it. You disappear her, and that's all you do. So we have a lot of issues in this country we have to combat, and he's not doing any of that. He's a disaster with, with, with immigration. Crime is soaring at the highest we've seen in a long time. New York City is in crisis mode. New York City, I mean, you look at the subways, people are, are, are really scared to go on the subways because yep. uh, it's not just that shooter. It's just instant day after days, muggings and stabbings and the policing is not what it used to be under Giuliani. Giuliani really had it when he was mayor. He had good control. And uh, it was people, if you saw something, you addressed it. And, and they were more aggressive with frisking and getting weapons. Now they're like, oh, you know, we don't want to be frisking as much or violating our constitutional right. But guess what happened? These are bad people. You see gang guys who are ganged out, thugged out. You have to address that because they're going to hurt people on the subway system. And you have to go out the way because they have a very bad gang problem. You know, it's loosely based on the movie, but people are escaping from New York City. They're leaving between yep. COVID, which was a disaster. I mean, look, and that's why I think uh, some of the front runners, Ron DeSantis, I'm a big fan of his and some things. He, he was very pro-business and he kept a lot of business open. He dealt with the mandates, but he didn't shut down like did New York City yep. and the uh, Northeast would destroy their economies. The Florida economy flourished and it's going strong. And uh, if you don't you know, deal with some of these mandates, you give in like that. Uh, that's another problem with um, with Biden. And then, of course, the stimulus packets that, that we gave all this extra money, I think, just made the inflation issue worse. I mean, it was billions of dollars and people just had all this extra money. So, well, guess what? Companies, everything gets more expensive and they start charging yeah. a lot more. So that's a situation why things just a bad combination of all that going on with uh, with uh, Joe Biden. That's why I think history repeats itself. He's, he's definitely like Carter. And it'll be a lot worse for him than Jimmy Carter had because Jimmy Carter at least had the House and the Senate for four years. Reagan beat him in 1980. I think DeSantis could be the same thing or somebody else is just as strong could easily beat him. So the, the on, person, 
on that note, before we um, go ahead and uh, move forward, yes. do you see Iran DeSantis versus Joe Biden 2024 ticket? Like, do you see that? Or do you see Trump coming in? Because I, I, I think he's running. But yeah. unfortunately, I wish Trump wouldn't run. I wish he would just back Ron DeSantis because I think That's both of say. them would do a better job. But Trump, yes. the way that Trump's doing right now, he's running for president. He just hasn't I, made it official yet. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a mistake. I, I think for the Republican and for the country, I think the new generation, uh, I think Ron DeSantis is, is the guy. I think he would crush Joe Biden. Uh, and um, he's competent, strong. He's a former military guy. He's a congressman. He did a great job as governor. Uh, he, he is definitely 2.0. Uh, Trump, I think Trump's getting old now also. He's mid-70s, almost late 70s. Again, age might be a factor for him. I know he's a little sharper than, than, than Joe Biden, but, and I put it in my book, the only person Joe Biden can beat, I put down was Trump because the same forces came together in the last election will come again. A lot of moderates and a lot of independents do not, do not want Trump in, in the White House again. And they'll rather have four more years of Joe Biden than having this guy again. So, and he has to remember that, I think. But those four, same people that vote for Biden will not vote for him if if DeSantis or Marco Rubio or, uh, you know, Ted Cruz, I think, uh, any of those step up and show they can do it, I think they will do a lot better. It's just Trump has really alienated a lot of people in the Republican Party who, uh, they, you remember, there were Reagan Democrats, there were Reagan-Biden uh, supporters. Uh, I mean, Republican Biden supporters. So that's what the only issue I think Trump has should look back and look at himself. Hey, he had four years. He did some great things, especially in the Supreme Court for a military, for the economy. Uh, he helped with uh, with the COVID, get the vaccine out there. Uh, but unfortunately, it worked. It didn't work out well. And uh, and I guess people don't like the divide between him and, and, and Mike Pence either. Yeah, that's, that, 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 that doesn't that look good. No, that don't look good, and uh, yeah. he, and especially Mike Pence is going to be running. You know, Mike Pence is probably going to try to pull out some secrets from the oh, White yeah. House, and uh, politics is very ugly. is very ugly, ugly. It, and, it, and that, go ahead. And that doesn't help. That doesn't help for Republicans to win. Neither one mm -hmm. of them should actually. My opinion should run. I think Pence stepped down. He had his time. So they went and let DeSantis. He is the front runner. You look at the numbers. He will route Biden. Yeah, he's even so, beating Ted Cruz, and Ted Cruz is a very popular Republican. Yeah, uh, the Senate was successful and as governor. And sometimes hard to be governor in the Senate. And uh, that's that's why as governor of the state of Florida, he handled, and there's a lot of Democrats in Florida, and they admire what he's done because they, they left New York seeing the disaster with Como, what happened up there, and they admire what he's done. So that says right. a lot for them. If I'm not mistaken, I think in the state of Florida, he has like 70% approval rating. Yeah, he's gonna win. The, he's gonna win in a landslide. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Iggy, while we on that subject of um, of the book and you, what you talked about in the book, tell everybody where they can find your book, where they can find you, if they have any questions or concerns, and uh, yeah, sure. shoot out your social media accounts. Yeah, it's it's easy. I'm on exclusively on Amazon. So if you type in my name, everybody likes to buy on Amazon. You know, the books are. Like 94% of books people buy online buy on Amazon. So I went exclusive with them because they do a lot of good marketing things for me. Uh, it's Ignacio, I-G-N-A-C-I-O, middle initial J, Esteban, E-S-T-E-B-A-N. And then you can follow me there and you can see all the books I have. I have about 37 books and working on some more. Uh, and I deal from fiction to nonfiction. I read about my autobiography, uh, ATF Undercover, which I mentioned briefly before dealing about some of my dangerous cases, working undercover and some other things. And 
I also deal with uh, pretty cool things on organized crime, on crime syndicates from, you know, the Italian mafia, one percenters uh, to street gangs, uh, to cartels, uh, which is pretty good. And I also do some politics, you know, Joe Biden, one and done. Very good read. I suggest everybody look at it. And my prediction is uh, midterms are going to be a risk tsunami. And I think Biden is done in 2024 if he even makes it to the primary. He might not even run. Keep that in mind. People are, are really the socialists on the left don't like him. Uh, they push him out and uh, he's become very unpopular in his own party. So yeah. he, he might not even be able to run. He might do what Lyndon B. Johnson did. And because of the Vietnam War and 68 announced that he would not seek the presidency. We'll see if that happens. History repeats itself there also. Keep an eye for that. We'll be looking at it. Look, bro, brother, I've been I've been teasing my audience a little bit. I'm planning on doing some on election night in November. So you might be getting a call, a phone call Absolutely. from me. You know, hey, we might might set some up. So Izzy, thank you again for uh is Izzy or Iggy? Iggy, Iggy. Uh, Iggy, Iggy. Not, uh, thank you for being on, man. And um until next time, man. You you're welcome anytime on my channel, my brother. All right, brother. I appreciate it. I enjoy the show. Hopefully you come back. And I'm also doing one organized crime down the road in New Orleans. Oh wow. Might like it on, on the on the Marcel on the Marcelo crime family. Okay, sweet man. I might have to pick that up. That's right back in the back of my uh, neck of the woods. So that's what I'm saying. Let me know. I'll come back in the show. All, All right, right man. my brother. Y'all y'all stay tuned. We'll be right back after this short break. Cheers and good on you, boys and girls. My name is Scott Ford, and I have a show on Rumble. It's the Scott Ford Show. All in one word: the Scott Ford Show and it's on Rumble. And I also have a motivational success show on YouTube. So go ahead and subscribe and ring that bell. That would mean a lot to me. Enjoy your life. Thank you, Isaac. God bless. All right, everybody, welcome back to the third and final segment of the Cajun Conservative Show. I want to thank Iggy for coming on, and look, please go check out his books, ladies and gentlemen. Um, when he reached out to me, I, I went and looked at it, and we talked a little while, and I thought it would be pretty interesting to have him on, especially with his background. And uh, he has a passion for writing. And look, I, we know how it is to promote books here at BGS Media because my brother, Anthony Hayes, is working on his third book at the moment, and he wrote two books, and we try to promote them as much as possible and to help people that we are engaged with. So go check out Iggy's book, uh, Joe Biden one and done and all his other books. It's, uh, I think you appreciate it. Let's, let's go ahead and give him some sales and help him out right there. So, all right, guys. So we had some words, we had a word that came down and this came from the daily caller that Colin Kaepernick could possibly start for multiple NFL teams. Now, if you remember Colin Kaepernick, ladies and gentlemen, Colin Kaepernick was the one that compared the NFL, the mean NFL, to, um, let's say, slavery. That's right. He said, you know, when we were at the, when we were at the NFL Combine, we felt like we were slaves. We felt like we were being auctioneered. We felt like, oh, the NFL was bad. But according to the Daily Caller, and also this comes from EA, uh, EA, uh, ESPN. I don't know why I say EA Sports. Um, the Raiders were bringing in 
the former San Francisco 49er quarterback, for a tryout, and that has everyone talking about Cap possibly returning to the NFL. So it was it, it's um so Colin Kaepernick is getting a tryout with the Raiders. Now look, ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. The Raiders have every every um right to bring in Colin Kaepernick. I'm not against that. I'm not even against Colin Kaepernick playing for a football team. But this is the problem with Colin Kaepernick, ladies and gentlemen. If you really believe the NFL is promoting racism, if he really believed the NFL was racist, homophobic, why would he go back in there? Now, look like Brian Floyer from the Miami Dolphins, we covered this when the story was breaking, that he felt that it was uh, racially motivated his interviews, which we broke this down. But um, this is this is the issue with... Um, now, Brian Foyer, I don't know if he's trying for another job or he's applying or whatever, but this, it, these, if these men think the NFL is so racist, um, why, why go back into it? Because, ladies and gentlemen, I think there's, especially Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, every, when you think Colin Kaepernick could not come back into the news cycle, he does. And look, look, all best to Colin Kaepernick. Look, I don't agree with his stance on the flag or the national anthem, whatever way you want to put it. But I, 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 I hope you get a job. I don't think I don't see him starting over Derek Carr at, uh, at Oakland Raiders. Not Oakland, uh, Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Oakland is a woke team. I think all the NFL teams are really woke. Uh, and the, the whole NFL experience is woke. But ladies and gentlemen, this man compared the NFL to a auction, uh, 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 a slave block. And if I think, me personally, he would, you know, I don't think he should, would go back. And look, I, I can, I can say the same thing about a lot of people. Um, me personally, there's one particular podcast I would not go back on. I was debating two people that were on the left and it was, it was presented as, oh, you know, Hey, we're going to be fair. And the next episode, they show, they, they cut me down and I'm like, Hmm, now nah, that's their choice. I don't know. I, I don't know if I ever had a guest in here that felt the same way about me. But ladies and gentlemen, I, I don't, I won't, I don't cut, I, I don't try to at least, but that's the principle, right? Well, you went ahead and you, you did something I disagree with, but my principle, I'm not going to go back. I'm not going to criticize that I went on and, and look, I'm going to commend my buddy Scott from the Scott force show. He, he went ahead and he, he just, he shut off. He's not on Facebook. He uses Facebook for promotional reasons right now, but he does everything on true social. He said in his good conscience can do great. But Colin Kaepernick is not doing that. Colin Kaepernick don't stick to his guns. Now, if Colin Kaepernick and me were talking right here, he probably said, well, I never said I would not go back to the NFL. Yeah. But if you feel the NFL is a, is, is a slave block. Are they promoting racism? That's why you sat down to begin with and disrespected our national anthem and flag. 
Then why you why you telling the Raiders? Well, why ain't you telling the Raiders? Thanks, but no thanks. Because the, the NFL is big and bad and racist. Well, and then this is where it comes to the point. The money is speaking for Colin Kaepernick. The money that he can make being a part of the Raiders organization. And this is what this is why I disagree with Colin Kaepernick. Nothing against him personally. I I think he needs to cut his hair. I, I haven't I haven't seen Colin Kaepernick in a while, so I I'm just I'm just being honest with you. On that note, though, of Colin Kaepernick, because every time this is this this issue rise up of protesting flags and national anthem Colin Kaepernick is there why because Colin Kaepernick was one of the first athletes to go ahead and say I'm going to sit my rear end and not respect the flag and not respect the national anthem um and this is where I get a lot of people upset with me when they say well no it's not that he didn't disrespect the flag he just he was protesting the national anthem because the national anthem has racist racist lines in it oh okay uh, at a press conference, Colin Kaepernick is saying, I would not stand for that flag. You know, the one that's right behind me if you're watching on Rumble or YouTube. But anyway, like I said, going back to this. In the wake of the Uval shooting or the Texas shooting of the elementary school, San Francisco Gi uh, Giants managers boycott na national anthem until he feels better. Listen to this until he feels better about the direction of America. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this raises up a few questions to me because um, I thought all this protesting and all this stuff that, that went on wasn't going to happen no more. Remember, Joe Biden, backwards President Biden, is in office. We weren't going to have no more riots. We weren't going to have no more protests. The nation was going to be utopia because Donald Trump is gone. But now because of the mass shooting in Texas, this manager for the San Francisco Giants said, well, I'm just going to go ahead and I'm going to boycott the national anthem. San Francisco Giants gave... Kapler told reporters prior to his team's Friday night game against the Cincinnati Red that he will not be taking the field for the national anthem and he will be not doing so until he feels better about the direction of the country in the wake of the shooting in Texas that happened earlier this week. Journalist Anley Bagley tweeted, Gabe Kapler told reporters in Cincinnati that he didn't plan on coming out for the national anthem and this was his plan going forward until i feel better about the direction of the com uh, the country now i did get a news story earlier where i uh let's see i don't know if it's on fox i did get a news article maybe from espn where he said in the in the uh on for memorial day tomorrow monday or today monday when this episode drops that he was going to go ahead and stand for the national anthem. Now, ladies and gentlemen, this, this, this raises a whole new, like I said, a lot of questions. First off, I thought the nation was going in the right direction. Remember Biden is president backwards. Biden is, is, is the president of the United States. So why not? Why not? Why is this country going into a bad way? 
And also, every tragedy that happens in America, we're going to go ahead and protest? Oh, I stubbed stub my toe against the counter. I'm going to protest the national anthem. Ladies and gentlemen, first off, what does the national anthem or the flag has to do with the shooting? And look, I don't know if this man is thinking straight, but him protesting this is showing that Biden and the Democrats are leading the country wrong. See, back to uh, Kabinick, Cabinet, whatever, Colin Kabinick. He was doing it when a Republican president was in office. So him thinking, well, that, that made sense. Colin Kaepernick is a leftist. But this, this, this individual, this baseball manager is saying, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to protest the flag. I mean, protest the national anthem because I don't like the way the country's going. Now, I, I don't know his stance on inflation. I don't know his stance on high gas prices. I don't understand. I don't know his uh, stance on the border crisis. Because of this shooting and because the Republicans are saying, no, we're not going to pass new gun legislation. Oh, I don't like the, the way the country's going on gun legislation. Ladies and gentlemen, there's, there's worse things that look, I'm not, I'm not trying to bring down the shooting in, in, uh, in, in Texas by God. No, that, that, that's, that was evil. But ladies and gentlemen, this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Oh, but we need more gun. And we talked about gun legislation. Don't get me wrong. We talked about it. And, and we, we talked about how, look, mental health issues we need. We talked about, me and my guests, the last episode, uh, last segment, we talked about this. But to go, and now look, to be honest with you, this shouldn't be a time where we go ahead and protest the national anthem. We should go ahead and embrace as a country to unite ourselves and to say, look, what we can do to fix this. See, that's the whole issue, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats are saying, hey, gun control. We want to take all your guns away. The Republicans are like, oh, you're not. And guess what? We're divided. We should come together and say, look, let's, not, let's put policy aside. Let's heal as a nation. Then we can go ahead and talk about this. But you have people like this manager saying, no, no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go ahead and respect the national anthem. Now, White Sox, Tony La Rosa said Giants uh, gave Kepler's national anthem protest not appropriate. Now this is a now this is another manager. This is this is for the White Sox. Now out of all places, Chicago. I'm surprised to see this when I, this came across. I was like, whoa! Chicago White Sox manager Tony La Rosa said Saturday that he did not agree with the decision of San Francisco Giant managers Gabe Kepler. To protest the national anthem in the wake of the shooting in Texas that left 21 victims dead, I think he's extremely right to be concerned. I do. I now look. I'm going to say that too. I, to be concerned, I don't think anybody should not be concerned about how this individual got the guns, how this individual walked in at school undetected, and, and why they had the doors unlocked. Uh, even with the 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 the. the the debate we're probably going to talk about that in the next episode of the police officers that are waited an hour to go in there while hearing the gunshots. We can have a debate on all that. That's all debatable issues. I, you should be concerned. Ladies and gentlemen, 21 people died in this shooting. It is horrible. 
There is concerns. I'm concerned about this, ladies and gentlemen. How can this? And look, I'm gonna even go a step further. How did the law enforcement or people did not see this boy, this man texting and tweeting and saying that he was gonna go ahead and shoot up an elementary school and nobody did nothing about it? But let us say something bad about Joe Biden on social media. We get fact checked real quick. I th I think he's he's extremely right to be concerned with what what's happening in our country. La Rosa says Saturday evening. ESPN reported he's right there. When, what, where I disagree is the flag and the anthem are not appropriate places to try to voice your objections. The day before, Kaplan said he will skip out on playing uh, on the playing of the uh, Star Spangled Banner in the program pregame ceremonies. Going forward, he also clarified his decision is a op-ed saying he is not okay with the state of the country. I agree with Mr. Uh, um, La Rosa because he's right. Ladies and gentlemen, look, uh, this country's in a bad mess. I'm look as a conservative, it's in a bad mess. We have high inflation, high gas prices, border crisis, supply chain crisis, formula crisis. You think of it, we have a crisis. But not once did I come on this show or in my personal life and tell people not to respect the flag. Look, ladies and gentlemen, I, I, this, is a, this is a personal testimony of mine. I was in my dumb truck a while back, and I saw a flag upside down. Now, I didn't realize that the upside down flag meant distress or discouragement for the country. But when I saw the flag upside down, I thought it was a disgrace. Ladies and gentlemen, I did not serve in the military. And thank and look, we talked about just at the beginning of this show, I talked about I, I said thank you to all the military people and remembering on Memorial Day. But when I seen that, I got upset. An upside down flag. I thought that was an like insult. But ladies and gentlemen, you shouldn't say, well, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna go ahead and discourage I'm gonna stop I'm gonna stop standing for the national anthem because oh the country's in a mess. I never said that. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't care how bad our nation is. That flag is still representing freedom and representing the, the, the whole as a nation. I've always said that. Does our nation have problems? Absolutely. But that, that, that saying, well, I'm not going to respect our nation because our na you can disagree with. Look, how many people all disagree with your pastor? Probably on a lot of issues. If you go to church. But guess what? I, you still got, you still love your pastor. You still love going to church. Look, I disagree with the president of the United States, but I still love this nation. And look, I still pray for president uh, Biden. I pray for him that he gets saved and he gets filled with the Holy spirit and he can stop all this nonsense. But ladies and gentlemen, just to come out and say, well, we're going to protest the flag. And th this is why I raised the question. Now I'm going to go ahead and sign off for the, until next, uh, the next episode. Why, why is the flag or the national anthem always targeted for this? Because ladies and gentlemen, people on the left don't respect the red, white, and blue. They don't respect that flag. They might say they do, and they might, they might salute it and put their hand over it just for the cameras. But a lot of people on the left don't respect that flag. Why? Because it represents everything they're against. The second amendment is represented by that flag. They don't like the flag because it represents freedom to bear arms. It's a freedom to, to speak.
for speech. And look, I know a lot of leftists might think, well, either we do, we, 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 we love the flag. Not if the way you're treating it right here. Because that flag represents our country and our laws. And ladies and gentlemen, I, I'm sorry. I don't agree with someone protest. Now, look, I do agree. I do. I do admire him for this. At least he ain't sitting his butt down or taking a knee. He's staying in the, the clubhouse until it's over. Then he goes out. That's the only thing I agree with him maybe on this. But on that note, ladies and gentlemen, remember it is Memorial weekend and talking about the flag. That flag represents a lot more than, you know, it represents our military. It represents our freedoms. It represents all that. And remember that this Memorial day, I know a lot of people are going to go ahead and make a barbecue and spend time with the family. And that's not, there's nothing wrong with that. A lot of people might look at that just as a three day weekend. But just remember, ladies and gentlemen, people died for that flag. People died to keep protect our freedoms. And this Memorial Day, remember the people that served and tell someone thank you. Because listen to me, if I see someone that served, I'm going to shake their hands. I do that with police officers. Thank you for protecting us. On that note, I want to thank you for listening to the Cajun Conservative. Remember to go ahead and to always, always remember our freedoms. And always remember to stand firm for your rights as an American citizen. Until next time, be blessed, be encouraged. Remember, Jesus Christ is coming back and he's coming back soon. So don't be fade of heart because Jesus has overcome the world. So until next time, you be blessed, you be encouraged. You, you have a good one. And he